On this episode, we discuss the most emotional music. Plus, is there redemption for Darth Vader? You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. And between it all, balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, well, welcome to the uh, next episode of Voice of the Wills. I'm Matt Almuccio, and I'm here, as usual, with Rodney Clark. Rodney? Good evening. (laughs) And (laughs) Albert Torres. Hi! Hi, Albert. (laughs) And Elena Source. What's up, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Um, Anyways, um, we have an awesome set of topics for us to discuss today, um, and we're just going to dive right in. Um, And so we're going to start with our fandom topic, which is to discuss one of my, uh, the things that I sort of think of when I think of my fandom of the Star Wars movies, and and that is the music. Um, The music of Star Wars is such an important role in the films, and um, of course it's it's been documented, but for me it's just adds so much to the movie. Um, I I could listen to the music just by itself all day long, um, and uh, and, and I just love it. and so the topic that we're going to go on with it is that uh, we're going to discuss um, what piece of music sort of gets an emotional response from you. Um, for you know, there's so many moments in the movie that for me I you know get the chills or or tear up or whatever, and I definitely think the music is a, is a big part of that. Um, and um, I know lots of fans do. Um, but we want to kind of discuss what moment for you sticks out. Um, so why don't we start with uh, you, Elena? How about you today? Oh, what do you, what do you, me? What do you okay. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm going first because I probably have similar choices um, to some of you. But for me, 100%, um, it's the hologram binary sunset track. I think that's what it's just called. But um especially when you hear the force theme, when Luke is looking out at the binary sunset, I get chills every single time. I like to listen to the star Wars soundtrack in my car and I'm always like, Oh, (laughs) when I hear that, especially that one, one bit, but I love, it's my favorite track. I love it. That's the one that definitely gets me, gets me, uh, emotional. I get the chills. Um, yeah. (laughs) What do you think about the music at that part um, sort of enhances it, that moment? I mean, that's a very uh, huge, huge moment in A New Hope. I mean, that's the, the point where Luke is faced with, you know, his big, uh, what was it like? Like, was it his decision or just kind of this, um, 
the sun was setting on his normal life and it, you know, the, the sun was going to rise on his new, you know, on his destiny, I guess is kind of the way I view that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, um, before, it's a little before he really kind of, that's true. Yeah. That he wasn't aware. I think yet. Did he watch yeah. the hologram before he uh, went out and looked at the yes, twin sons? Yes. Cause that's okay. Yeah. That's right. Cause that's, he sees Leia and, um, I think even if he doesn't know, know it, the, uh, viewer knows that something's about to go down his life's about to change um the life he knew isn't gonna you know be the same anymore so it's huge and the music really kind of it 100 enhances it like i can't even begin to describe it it's so amazing and I, and I saw somebody talking about that moment uh recently i don't i don't remember where but anyways they were talking about how you don't get a lot of those movie moments in the movies anymore where um, it's really just an emotional scene that uh, is just sort of, you know, the music carries it. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of action going on. There's nothing really, you know, uh, in terms of, of the visuals aside from it, the sunset being there, um, there's mm -hmm. not a lot going on and the music carries the emotion of that of that 100%. scene. 100%. It's such an epic scene and it's such a weird thing to say for a scene where he is literally just staring at the sunset. But right. it's it's the music. If you didn't have the music it'd just be like some weird farm boy like brooding <laughs> in the dusk. <laughs> but yeah. I mean you do, you have the you have the the you know the binary sunset which is which is I guess the visual that they're kind of focusing on but which now that if you, obviously like if you're listening to this you've probably seen the last jedi but the fact that they have brought it full circle um with luke's story you know where he he dies in the last jedi yeah. and he is looking at a twin sunset or sunrise i don't know i'm assuming it's a sunset because then that's how it <laughs> it, it would yeah. it would i think uh be a better parallel but they bring it around full circle to that very iconic scene in a new hope. And, uh, it, I mean, it just, again, to not remind, but, um, just kind of note that like, this was a very huge scene, even if there was nothing happening, this was very, a pivotal moment. And the music is like definitely a huge, huge part of that. And it's something that you, it's the force theme. You hear it a lot throughout the star Wars movies and the TV shows. But I think the, version of it that you hear in that scene is just exquisite <laughs> is how and i would put it i would agree i would agree that, that so that's that might... my that's my um that's the track that really um uh, gets me gets me gets me going <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us albert all right so the tracks that actually hit me the most uh in all star wars will have to be the the soundtrack that plays when um when the Order sixty six happens, uh, I, I don't I don't really the remember the immolation scene. I think. I think so. Uh, I don't know the name of the no the no the immolation scene is when he's on fire. Yeah. Well, oh, that, never mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what? all. That's all. That's an also good uh good uh good bit of soundtrack that plays. Uh, yeah. But actually, it's that and the song that plays when um he's going up against Obi Wan. Yeah, Battle of the Heroes. Those two tracks by far are my favorite of all Star Wars. Um, oh, uh, for sure, I totally agree. They're great. Yeah, I, I, I like a lot of the uh, the the, the, uh, the pieces that are that play in the prequel movies. In fact, um, 
you, usually when someone uh, brings up something, they always bring up either that one particular piece or the uh, the Duel of Fates. You know what I mean? But no, <laughs> that uh, those two songs or pieces again are by far my favorite because it's such an impactful thing. Knowing fully well, like especially the the, the battle between the heroes uh, one. Um, yep that one right there like you know basically what happens and it's just it kind of hits you when you're hearing that and they're just fighting you know duking it out uh, you <laughs> <Duking>. know <laughs> duking it out uh, basically like you know like Obi-Wan kind of sort of like raised Anakin since he was a kid you know and he basically was like a little he brother to him he was his brother exactly he was like his brother <laughs> to him and everything like that to have to actually face them and be like, listen, I'm going to have to put you down, you know what I mean? And again, it's just so impactful. And then, the, again, the song that plays when Order 66 happens, again, it's just the it moment, like, like, it's just, you sit there and you're like, crap. holy crap, did this just happen? Like, holy crap. Well, so much of that, that sequence occurs with no, uh, with not a lot of dialogue, and so the music is sort of carrying all those pieces um, from an emotional perspective, I think. Yeah, you, there's, you a also... lot of, there's a lot of ethereal voices in there as well, like the choir right. singing like a, da, like a minor da, key. Da, da, da. It definitely sets a, a tone of sadness that you're witnessing this massacre across the galaxy. Exactly. Even you can even see it in like Yoda's reaction to the whole thing through the Force. You know what I mean? Um, like he, he was you... seeing Jesus. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like it, it was. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, it was such an impactful moment. I remember watching that in theaters, and I was going like, "That just happened! That that just happened! What's going on?" Because oh, like, you saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters? Yes. Uh, yes. Actually, uh, actually, you know, again, uh, going back to the very first episode, I think I remember saying that I grew up with the prequels first before the, the original trilogy. Like, I seen the original trilogy first, yes, but I, I wasn't really experiencing it. It was just, oh, it's on TV on the Spanish channel, so I might as well sit down and watch that kind of thing. Um, but actually sitting down to watch the movies, uh, I did see the original uh, prequel trilogy. So for that in the moment, I was like, holy crap, that is just happening. What's going on? Like, everyone is dying. Traumatized. Alba, did, did you originally see them in Spanish? What, the, uh, the original trilogy? Yeah. Yes. Uh, not fully. Again, okay. It was just, it was just, it was on the Spanish channel whenever I was at my grandmother's house. So, um, was it? But was it subtitled or was it in Spanish? No, in Spanish, I believe. Oh, that's cool. If I remember correctly, uh, it was in Spanish. That's how I got to see some of the old movies back then, like uh, Aliens and um, you know, The Predator. It was in Spanish, really. I wonder if the 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 people that do the voiceovers, you know, the translations, like, do they get any credit? Like, if you have a, a con out in, you know, in non-English speaking areas, do they show up like, I'm the voice of Luke Skywalker? Or, and then do people, like, what is somebody's reaction when they first hear Han Solo's real voice when they meet him? As opposed to, like, I'm so used to hearing this guy that's been doing the translation all this time. That's got to be a I don't know. That's actually an interesting impact. point. Yeah. yeah. Should save that for another topic for another day. Yeah, maybe, maybe do some re- do some research. Maybe figure it out. I, I I don't know the answer to that question, so I can't I can't 
I can't enlighten us on that Next one. Next but... time on Voice of the Wild. <laughs> and it's all in Spanish. Albert just does the entire uh, podcast uh, for yeah. us. <laughs> Oi. Nosotros vamos a hablar de esto. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. What do you got for us, Rodney? For me, it's the... Uh, the way I always find it up on YouTube is I type in the Millennium Falcon theme and it pops up in all the movies and it's usually when the Falcon's coming in to save the day. It's a very charging dun 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 and I'll get a speeding ticket, you know, I'll drive real fast <laughs> if it ever comes on. Like, yeah, that's, I love the driving feel of that, that the, the orchestration. And when I saw it, <clears throat> excuse me, when I saw it live with the, the symphony orchestra, I paid no attention to the movie. I just watched the, the, the musicians play it. That, that's just, uh, that, that's the goosebumps for me. And when did you get the chills in the, in the, did you get the chills in the last Jedi when it popped in? Exactly. I went the okay. entire movie like, okay, cool. Yeah, oh wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And then that thing kicked on and the Falcon came in and he went riding through the planet. Oh, that was it. I'm I'm literally gonna use that right now. Just talking it. about it. I can feel it. That's that's my yes. jam, man. Oh. It was funny because they haven't really used it that much and then they also use it in solo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's always the Falcon. That's how I, I always liken it to the Falcon because they just usually when you see it or when, I say, when, when you hear it, that's like the Falcon's coming in to save the day or the Falcon's on a mission. It's literally the Falcon's theme. And it's it's the soundtrack to adventure as far as I'm concerned. No, it's very awesome. I know exactly mm -hmm. what you're talking about. I'm getting hyped listen, thinking about it. <laughs> if you listen to it in each movie, it, it builds up differently and then it always breaks down to dun 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 dun, dun. like there it is like that's, dun, that's dun, the identifier dun, dun. and uh if you look in the the chat for the 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 podcast i made a uh, sent a link into it and somebody compiled all the different versions from all the different references and different people movies. have way too much time on their hands well you know <laughs> I'm just it's, kidding. it's it's it's, it's no, worth it's it. It, it was rodney who made it by the way <laughs> <laughs> but it will play in my car all day tomorrow as i drive up for work because it's literally the soundtrack for adventure as far as i'm concerned themed in the millennium falcon Oh, and I like actually on the Last Jedi soundtrack is you get a slightly better fidelity of it. So mm -hmm. I, you 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 hear a little bit more of the, of of the of the peaks and valleys of it or mm -hmm. how it was recorded, and so I really appreciate that on that soundtrack when I'm listening to it. Yeah, that's my um, jam. Totally. <laughs> what about nice. you, Matt? Um, so um, I actually just watched it. I I rewatched uh, the Force Awakens this week. And I got the chills again at this moment, which is um, the music that plays when Ray gets the lightsaber, um, uh, when she calls the lightsaber out of the snow and she gets it to her hand. Um, and uh, and I think there were a number of reasons why that, that moment gets me. First of all, um, as a, a father of a daughter, that moment that, you know, Ray got the lightsaber was like super awesome for me. I was really excited. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, and also the fact that it was, I think, I believe if, uh, if I remember correctly, um, it wasn't even a new recording. It's the exact recording of, uh, burning homestead from episode four, um, which is when oh. uh, Luke goes to, goes to see, uh, you know, that his uncle and aunt are crisped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, which is a very, 
Yeah, which is also very emotional. It's the same theme, of course, that you were talking about, Elena. It's the it's the force theme, a variation on the force theme, mm-hmm. um, yep. but a very powerful one, a little bit different. You know, not quite as as uh, I don't know introspective, I guess, version. I don't know if that's no. Yeah, there's the definitely music, technical musical term. It's a more of a inspirational version of it, or. A, I, yeah. get, I get what you mean. And there's a lot of versions. Um, you hear different variations of the Force theme throughout all the movies, and they all have their different, like, purposes and different emotions that it's, like, that, that they're evoking. So um, it's cool that you picked the Force theme as well, but in that context. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the same, but also it's not. It's a different scene. It's a different emotion. It's actually what I love about that piece of music is that they've used it in so many different ways. I mean, it's... It's the melody for um, the end sequence uh, of A New Hope, you know, the throne room sequence at the end, or, or um, you know, it's the, that is the melody, and it's just used in, in a lot of different ways. It can be sort of driving, it can kind of, uh, you know, I mean, they tend to do it more emotional sequences or uh, stuff like that, but, uh, mm-hmm. but that particular yep. one, because of the context of where it was, um, it, you know, I get the chills every time I, I see that part in The Force Awakens. Um, and, and, I, and I think part of it, too, is, is, is that it was calling back to the originals, which is another emotional thing, you know, for somebody who grew up on those. Um, I, I think that just added 100%. to that, that moment. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, there's there, I, I when, when we originally started talk, talking about doing a, a music topic, I mean, my response was, uh how how do we pick how do we pick things this, this is stuff? not the last no i yeah, think we can I, go I, on for a very long time talking about music <laughs> i i absolutely could there's so many sequences i think, I I think mean, we there's... could have one episode just for duel of fates just saying <laughs> <laughs> can we talk yeah, about I that yeah i mean we could i mean we could probably do just a whole musical episode on each on each uh, movie cuz they're all so different but like i Ooh, think yeah, I that'd be like actually really no- cool I love how we're brainstorming now. This is good. (laughs) On the podcast. Everyone gets to see our process (laughs) or hear it actually. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, you know, um, yeah, I, uh, I was happy to sit here that we wanted to talk about the music because it's certainly one of my favorite, you know, parts of the movies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little daunting when you start going like, you know, what's your favorite piece? It's like, oh oh, gosh, Uh, that's like, you know, that's like, you know, pick, picking your favorite child or something <laughs> yeah. like that. We picking your favorite child. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, it I really mean, is, you know. Albert. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, because when you first brought up the topic, I was um, toggling between uh, the binary sunset and I wanted to mention this one as well as like an honorable mention, but Leia's theme is another yes. one that I, every time I, sometimes I'll actually skip it because I will get so emotional. I'll be like in my car, uh, you know, pulling up to Duncan. Yeah. Get, trying to, you know, just, I just want some coffee and I'm sitting there sobbing because <laughs> I'm listening to Leia's theme. I just ugh, miss, I miss my girl. I miss my space mom and just hearing it sometimes gets me really sad, but it's also really beautiful. So it's, it's kind of like a, um, like happy crying sometimes, but sometimes it's sad crying. So it's, it's another one that really gets me, um, emotional for sure. Well, and another interesting thing is, um, the first time you hear the force theme in any of the movies in episode four is with Leia. Yeah. Even though I think it's, I think, I think it's there to, because she's recording the message for Obi-Wan. 
um, the first time you hear it is with Leia, which is, you know, now that we know all that we know, it's kind of cool that that happened that way. Dun, dun, dun. I'd like to uh, give a... <laughs> I know, right? You're still stuck in your head. The, um, <laughs> I don't even know the name of the track, but in episode three, when um, when Anakin goes... When, when Anakin is in the, the, the Jedi Council chamber and he's looking out the window... <gasps> That is the saddest uh, um, piece Anakin's of music. Betrayal or oh Dark Deeds? Uh, Anakin's Dark No, Anakin's Dark Deeds, which is an amazing piece of music, is when he's a Mustafar. Okay, uh, so this is... Oh, this I know what you're this talking is, about. It's, like, really eerie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he's looking at the window, and then it mm-hmm. cuts to Padme looking at the burning... Uh, uh, or just looking out, and then she starts crying, and three oh, yeah. PO's there, and then it picks up right <laughs> 3PO's after. Three PO's just like, "What do I do?" Yeah, I can't, do I can't console her. I'm dead inside. But just for that moment where Anakin is looking out the window, it is literally just—it's creepy, but in like a really key, mm-hmm. like you could—you just feel that he's broken, and you know what he's about to go do. And it's like, do it, do it, do it, oh, don't do it, don't do it. Oh my god! And he's running. All right, fine. You know, can nothing I could do, but. Yeah, just I, I'll never forget sitting in the theater and feeling that piece of music resonate with the scene. And it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. He's looking out the window and, the, you know, the council chamber's empty because Mace is over there trying to handle business. And business. just an honorable mention for that. Just that one moment. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I think we're proving our point here. Just, <laughs> I think we can just keep going on. on. You know what else is awesome? Uh, that, I know. Um, the entire yeah, so, movie. The crawl music. John Williams is our yeah. god. He controls everything. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm fairly certain that whatever issues you have with the movies, there's very few of them you can find uh, in the in the music. That that's at least for me. No, um, there's I a agree. Couple, there's, there's a couple of tracks where I'm like, hey, yeah, okay. I, oh, I mean, it yum, fits yum, and whatever. Yum, but... yum, nub, nub, or whatever. <laughs> Oh, no. Yes, yes. no, 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 no! You didn't grow. You didn't grow. You didn't grow up on that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You didn't grow up on that. How dare you? No. I have the extended version of that, and it also rocks in my car. Uh, Absolutely. Or Jedi rocks, thing. No. Okay, Jedi rocks is every issue, but the original Yub Nub from the Ewok from the Ewoks mm-hmm. at the end is it like like we sang that in school. No like, way. It was. Yes. Stop it. it, it yes. I. My my wife still knows the uh, the words. That's true. Whatever they are. They have words. There's lyrics. Dula Fates has words as well. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. the made up ones that like somebody posted on Facebook. It was like the choir singing, and then they had like made up subtitles for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Okay, but you have to admit that. So okay, the Yub Nub thing on its own is cute, but after hearing the remastered version i love the epicness with that because it's the final scene in the trilogy you know so hearing yub nub is like anticlimactic in like a lame way i don't know (laughs) it's a party it's a party in the woods yeah but the evening celebration is imagine seeing it when you were like six I mean, I was like five or six when I saw that. It was it was awesome. It was the little teddy bear singing, man. How could you not love them? Okay. Well, just, I think it's just a generational maybe it's a, thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's a yeah, generational really... thing. You know, the 80s were a different time. You know, maybe it's, it's just an acquired taste. Uh, <laughs> she needs need some dope steps. Some... No! No, don't throw me into that category. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I, I think 
Ewok celebration is better than Yub Nub. That's I'm standing by that. Yub Nub isn't bad. I just prefer the other one. I will say I will say Lofty Neck is better than Jedi Rocks. I'll go there. Well, I think we can all agree Jedi Rocks kind of is lame <laughs> and creepy. It, Especially yeah, with that frog uh, with really long lips. <laughs> oh, that's the, the remastered Jabba performance girl. Yes, that one? Yes. Talk? Yeah, no, no. That's terrible. Yeah, no. Yeah, no nope. No, no. Nope. No. Can all agree on yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> no argument there. Nope. I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm just going to not say anything about it how's that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah which we, yeah which means which also leads me to the fact that since we're on the ewok topic we might have to do a whole uh episode also on the ewok movies, i am but, so down for that but wait, uh ewok oh albert you have so much to catch oh, up Al- on. yeah we, all right well, well let, let, let's not go into that yet <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 talk to you about I it albert and then you'll have to watch them what <laughs> No, there are two. There are two Ewoks. There were two movies, and I'm sure Rodney saw them when they originally aired. Oh my god! We can wear headbands. Yeah, we can have a viewing party. Oh my gosh! And we will. Well, we could. That's this is that's definitely something we could have a generation discussion on because um, the 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 watching experience of my parents like planning for us to watch this because they they knew it was gonna be on and we sat down in front of the TV to watch that. All right, we better save that for another episode. (laughs) We're definitely gonna do an episode. We're gonna DVR that. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, uh, well, yeah, right. It's on YouTube. Don't worry, it's on YouTube. So you don't have to you don't have to rent it or anything or pay for it. But it's on YouTube. Um, so with that, maybe we get to our our main topic. Um, and so the main topic uh, for this episode um, is one that I, I've kind of thought about a lot, and it's particularly with the discussion of uh, Kylo Ren. And uh, and whether or not Kylo Ren in Episode Nine, because we were discussing this pre-Episode Nine, um, whether or not there's a way to redemption for him, um, and I and then I think about the way that people often talk about um, Darth Vader at the end uh, of Episode Six and him sort of being redeemed, and I, I often question whether that's actually you know exactly what happened, um, and so I thought that was a, a good sort of question to dive into um we're going pre uh legends or now pre, canon? uh no i mean i i'm a, i'd say we stick to canon stuff at this point at, at this point because I, I i at least for me i don't know too much i was about to say i was like oh that. god how deep does this go <laughs> well, yeah. the, le- the legends is very deep yeah, let's. No. You maybe maybe you can throw that in there a little bit to like think about, but uh, but I but I I can't day. speak to that. But but I just think about it in the, in the at the end of episode six, it's like really easy to say like Luke redeemed his father, and then now that we know everything we know after the prequels, um, particularly the slaughtering of younglings, uh, <laughs> I asked that question: Is somebody who slaughters younglings uh, redeemable? Um, and I, I almost want to go straight to Albert on that one. Well, <laughs> think, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing. That's the thing why I brought up the whole Legends thing is because in Legends, um, Luke Skywalker ends up finding out what his father did. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, this is after the fact that he's like, oh, I forgive him. You know, he's forgiven, he's redeemed. And then he sees that and he's like, uh, what? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Actually, I think if I remember, it was he found out. But no, he found out that also that his father um, uh, almost killed Padme. 
which is his mother. Cause, I mean, right. um, well, because in, in Legends, in Legends, there was a storyline where basically, because three PO got his uh, memory wipe, you know, that's part of canon, whatever. But the thing is, R two never had any of that wiped out of his systems. It was only three PO. So technically, to this day. Uh, R2 knows Anakin and what he's done. He knows. To, you know, he knows. He just stood there, right? So he has like a bunch of conversations and like recordings inside his system. And um, when Luke was cleaning out R2, he uh, accidentally activated one of those stories. Whoops. So, you know, R2 only showed a, a snippet of it. And then he's like, oh, well, crap. You weren't supposed to see that. So then um, Luke was like, I want to know. Uh, can you can you can you tell me what was that? No, what? <laughs> and then Arthur's like, uh, no, uh, you, I don't want to tell you. Goodbye. And he kind of runs away. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> the the main point the main point of it is that he does eventually end up finding out uh, what he's done, and it's like, well, goddamn, like my father was. A- <laughs> but no, he, um, you know. That little segment happens, and also in Legends, um, I think that one of the Leia books or something along those lines, um, Anakin goes to her as a Force ghost, and it's like, oh, well, can you forgive me? She's like, uh, no, uh, piss off, you blew up, uh, you blew up Alderaan, get out of here. Um, oh, was that Legends or Canon? That was Legends, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about, I just wasn't sure yeah. if it was, mm-hmm. And he's like, no, piss off. And then, like, the last time he shows up, he's like, either you, you can forgive me now or, or not. Nah. You know, it's up to you. But this is going to be the last time I show up. So, uh, what's your answer? Get the hell out of here, Dad. He's like, all right, I guess, bye. <laughs> um, Let me ask you, uh, in that comic, do they draw him as Anakin Hayden Grinch's, uh, uh No, I think or... I think in the book, I, the both, uh, both stories are actually books. I don't think they're comics. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, so... What do you want it to be? <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> overall, like you know, that besides that, what legends think and what uh, canon is and she stuff. Does like that, him, she does forgive him, by the way. Yeah, she does forgive him Just eventually. In, by the way, in the, <laughs> in the legends, but in canon material, um, we don't really see. You know, it was just oh, hey, dad's force ghost. Movie ends in the you know in episode six, and then after that, they never bring him up again. Um, Bye. So. Now, coming down to what I personally think of, you know, Anakin, I won't say he's entirely redeemed, because he has a lot of blood in his hand, pretty much, you know? Um, But he did what he was, you know, I guess, prophesized, you know, being the chosen one, you know, he did what he, you know, he, he was supposed to do, which was bring balance to the Force, you know what I mean? Um... He killed. He killed uh, the Sith, and he killed basically the whole Jedi Order in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. with, uh, siding with Palpatine in a sense. Um, because if you let the Jedi be the way they were going during the Clone Wars, then you will have basically the Old Republic style of Sith versus Jedi, if that were to continue. And uh, when he killed Sidious, he ended the Sith Empire. I guess you can say, you know, that Sidious was trying to do so. Is he really truly uh, redeemed? No. Did he do what he was supposed to do? You know, in that sense, being you know somewhat redeemed. Yes, and that's my honest opinion. What I think about the whole situation is that he did what he was prophesized to do. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of just want to leave it at that. From my perspective, like, what about you guys? 
Yeah, Rodney, what do you say, bud? My short answer is no. He was <laughs> not redeemed. Uh, a lot like Albert, you know, I am of the mindset that he did what he was supposed to do, which was uh, supposedly bring balance to the force by eliminating the more dominant side, which was at the time the dark side. Um, there's, there's no way that you could apologize for the atrocities that he did from uh, episode three all the way through to episode six and <clears throat> excuse me if you listen or I, I, I listen to audiobooks so listening to bloodlines how uh, Leia had to deal with the repercussions of people finding out that she was his son I mean a uh, daughter um, you can't you can't erase that from the galaxy and there was no way that you could apologize even if he was alive and became like Maybe, you know, let's just say if, the, if the, the timeline changed and he survived the Death Star and helped rebuild the Jedi Order with Luke, father and son style, no one would ever trust him. No one would ever give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt. He's done too much. There's no way that the galaxy or anybody would really give him a chance. And not knowing the prophecy is 99.9% of the galaxy didn't know so they have no reason to say oh well he's doing what he had to do so i don't think that he needed to be redeemed i'm hoping that they don't try to redeem kylo ren in the next episode because it, it weakens the villainy yeah i want a villain you know darth vader was the scariest individual on the planet up until you saw him as a little kid and, it, you know, a, a common complaint with people is that the prequels kind of weakened the mysteriousness and the power of this dark, unknown figure. Almost the same way that um, some people say that the, the same thing about the Emperor. You never saw the Emperor until episode, until the second movie and in, in the flesh in the third. And he was the creepiest, evilest, you don't know what's going on with this guy. This and creepy raisin this. with... When you start looking behind the curtain and you see how people got to be where they are and who they are, it takes some of the power out of their mystery and, and their, their, the bad guys especially. I mean, a hero is a hero because he has to be the hero. But when you see why the bad guy is the bad guy, if, if you were sympathetic to why it happened, he's less of a bad guy to you, you know? It's, well, I'll, I mean, like even like with the backstory, I mean, <laughs> slaughtering whole villages. I don't know. Yeah. And not just the men. But they just killed his the mama. Women so it's like, too. okay, well, you killed his mama. It, that that balances that out. Yeah, but, no. you know, <clears throat> if, 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 to, to take it out of Star Wars for a second, if you saw Megatron from the Transformers, now Megatron is the baddest dude in this universe. But then when they brought in, uh, I forgot which one it was, but in one of the Michael Bay movies, they brought in another bad guy that was supposedly badder than Megatron. It, you can't weaken Megatron. Like, don't do that. You've, we've all spent all this time knowing and feeling that this is the baddest person on the planet. And now you see him as a whiny boy who is love struck and who lost his mother. And he's not the bad guy anymore. He's the guy that's going through changes and having problems adapting. And he's so, so no, he should not be redeemed. Kylo Ren should just be Kylo Ren die as Kylo Ren and just 
keep it like that. Die I, as I don't a need whiner. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. So, <laughs> the, the answer again, no. Uh, Darth Vader was not <laughs> redeemed. Okay, he got into he got into Force Heaven at the end of Episode Six Force because he was so. <laughs> you know, he got in there because he was so strong in the force, and I believe that literally the force was just like, just "Dude, bar- come this way." His way in, like, y'all, I am here. Yeah, he just kicks the door in. You know, chosen What's ones up, here. Obi? You know, where's, where's my drinks? You know, where's, where's the VIP section? Because I got the highest midichlorian <laughs> in the entire world. So. Yeah, actually that actually reminds me. That actually reminds me. He got it by default. <laughs> that actually reminds me of the. Uh, God damn, I'm, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. Uh, uh, Darkly, uh, was it? Yeah, Darkly. Yeah, that one uh, little short that they did with uh, with when he was a force ghost, and everyone's like, "Oh well, you kind of just like slaughtered like a bunch of people. What? Like, are we supposed to forgive you?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm with the cool guys now." Oh my god. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's like if if your high school bully came in as a as an interviewee in a job that you could hire or fire for, like you're not gonna forgive this guy for giving you veggies every day and stealing your lunch money and locking you in a locker. Like you did that, you made that choice. Now you gotta live with it, buddy. And no, no, no force goes for you. <laughs> Elena, are you gonna make it three for three then? Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick by. Uh my uh initial short answer is yes um although uh albert ronnie you guys made really good points (laughs) and i can't deny the fact that um slaughtering an entire village killing younglings and in dark or no um lords of the sith he uh murdered another village or slaughtered another village on uh i don't know if it was on ryloth whatever but he did a lot of killing. Tatooine? Tatooine? No, no, no. In the book, Lords of the Sith, Palpatine is, like, testing Vader's um, loyalty, and he slaughtered a village. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so that happened. Um, What a douchebagel. I think... I don't know. I kind of look at it from a... uh, Besides, like, from a moral perspective, I look at it literally like, hey, he uh, he got to chill as a force ghost, um, like, as his young self the last time he was good, I guess. I don't even know why they did that, but that's how I view it. He's chilling with Obi-Wan and Yoda, and they're not throttling him, so I'm assuming they're cool. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of how I was looking at it. Like, yeah, he got redeemed in a way. Um can't deny the fact that he did all that crap and that, like, that's not forgivable. But also, going back to the fact that they did give him an origin story and they kind of explained how he became Darth Vader, um, I mean, what he went through emotionally um, probably really clouded his judgment, (laughs) like, severely. But... Big um, whiny baby! um, You know, like, killing a bunch of kids to save one lady but um <laughs> sorry padme but um he got corrupted i think um and manipulated by palpatine so he wasn't exactly sound of mind uh this is hard <laughs> to like try and defend myself um 
because well, that, that was sort of why he, he lost. Why I was thinking he of lost this. Uh, the woman he loved, but but also he killed her because he got a little carried away. But <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what I'm trying to get at is um, he. I think even before that scene in uh, Return of the Jedi, when uh, Vader was connecting to Luke, it wasn't like, I gotta kill him. It was, yo, this is my son, even though like he wanted to collab and take over the galaxy, it was still him like, hey, I got a son, Like, let's chill and do things together. So I think that kind of was that starting point of him kind of backtracking back to the light side essentially and then at the end when he decides to save luke and yeet palpatine into whatever that tunnel thing was i don't remember was it it was on the death star he like threw palpatine over the railing i don't know what it was but like you know what i'm talking about um you know death star has shafts all over the place but he he put his life uh, he, he risked his life and sacrificed himself to save his son at the end. Um, which I think, although it doesn't make up for the hundreds and maybe thousands of lives that he took, the fact that he laid down his life to save another is a huge selfless act, and I think that could be redeemable. But let me ask you. Go for it. When... <laughs> this would make an awesome skit like a lawyer defending Vader you know, I would just cry it and run out <laughs> but if if you go back and I believe there's some lore that explained that Vader knew he couldn't beat Palpatine by himself so he needed Luke and I, you know part of me thinks that he did what he did to Palpatine so he and Luke could rule the galaxy together as father and son oh as my he God. said <laughs> You know, I mean, they, I think there was some some selfishness in there. So I mean, I, I still you're saying you're I don't saying know, more, I don't know, but yeah. But um, at the the way the the scene plays out, it's you know Palpatine's zapping Luke. He's you know cooking him up, and he's just like, "Hey, don't touch, well, don't you know, touch he, he my says son." It. I'm sorry. And on Cloud City, he t- he flat out says like, "Dude, you and me can take." No, no, no and that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I was saying before him. too. Like if, if initially, even though it was like, "Yeah, let's take over the galaxy," it was still him being like, "Yo, let's chill together, let's hang out." And but at the end, I think that was different because I think Vader knew the, the you know whatever Palpatine his zapping was going to affect him. So he, you know, mm. laid down his life. He risked his life to save Luke. And I think that, you know, he... he... I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to agree with Elena on the way that I interpreted um, the, the, so that, does, is the that ending the there. That that redeems him, in I, your I think it is redeemable, not forgivable. I don't think he should be mm. forgiven for the amount of lives he took. But I think um, looking at it like that and, um, you know, he... he didn't you know beg luke to save him and like you know drag him on the ship with him he just kind of was like hey laid down my life let me look at you uh you know before i die (laughs) want to see my son and then at the end you know he he's uh hayden christensen anakin uh chilling with obi-wan and yoda and i think that kind of is george lucas's way of saying yo he's cool now so (laughs) So. i just dropped (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 
you know, I hear this uh, all the time that people talk about him almost as if it's a given, um, as if, you know, that was what the story was of his redemption. And I, I've never fully bought that. And so that's why I wanted to ask you guys what you thought. Uh, for all, all the reasons you guys have said, um, you know, it, is it, it, it's really tough to find that that with all the stuff that he's done that he's actually redeemable. I I think uh, you can you can say that he sort of uh, you know went out sort of maybe owning up to to some of at least what he's done. So maybe that, that, you know, as much as that can be redemption. I mean, he literally um, gave I, his life. I, I mean, like what more could a person do? <laughs> you know? No, no. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. But I, I also, I also feel like when people start talking about that, I think they're missing that it really, for me, that the ending is not about um, Vader redeeming self. It's about Luke um, you know, believing that even in the most horrible person that you can imagine, that there was some goodness in mm -hmm. him, um, and and giving into that, and um, you know, I I, I mean, maybe it's because of the prequels that people want to discuss it as being the the story of the redemption of of Vader, but, um, but I think it I don't know it plays better the other way for me. Um, because I, you know, I just can't, and I think for some of the stuff that Rodney was saying, like, he, you know, he's supposed to be the, the baddest of the bad, and if you're the baddest of the bad, um, you know, what could you possibly do to redeem yourself? Um, now, did he do something good at the end and help? Sure, he did. Um, and uh, there are many things to say positively, I guess, about what he did at the, at the end, and, uh, and... You know, maybe we maybe that could lead into another discussion as to what the dark side actually does to a person and whether or not, you know, it changes them so that, you know, because mm -hmm. the, the, the person that Vader is, is not the person we see in the prequels. And, uh, you know, that might be a whole separate discussion as to what does the dark side actually do to you um, and how does it how does it make you evil? Maybe maybe there's a story to be told there on the redemption was his ability to fight the dark side in the end. Yeah. I'd like um, to know um, in in the in the galaxy, how did word or how did first of all how did Snoke know what happened on the Death Star? Was how does anybody? How does anybody? Where did they get his helmet? Because like, the only person who knows is Luke. <laughs> well, the helmet was but, on Endor. Yeah, that that I understand. Oh, but like, if if Snoke <laughs> knew that Vader killed Palpatine. Was this information like released to the galaxy as part of a here's what really happened, you know, campaign that Luke maybe had to try to get that redemption like we're talking about? I know, or... and it, it becomes common knowledge, too. I mean, you think about in The Last Jedi, like Ray knows like the story and Luke starts talking about the story of Darth Sidious and it's like common knowledge. Like yeah. it's not like she does, you know, she, he doesn't know her from anybody and he expects her to that she understands this thing. And I, that... That I've always been like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure where that all comes from. They, I mean, I can you know, see how Luke knew or finds out about uh, Palpatine being Sidious and the Sith Lord, but there was only three people on that Death Star in that scene, and two of them dead. Uh, so they did. Who <laughs> yeah, who did who did Luke tell? Like, I'm, so, I'm, so, so yeah, so Luke's walking around bragging. You know what I did? Like, yo, I see. <laughs> Y'all listen to this. You know? <laughs> 
but also okay <laughs> but like I'm the Jedi it now. seems like some people don't know what happened because you've got freaking Kylo uh you know worshiping Vader and it's like um did you know <laughs> He then, that is a that, that is a good that, but that's a good question like what does he know and how much or is he you know just like, like because again it's common like, knowledge no. <laughs> he's bad well, or he probably got... got the story from Snoke and Snoke would oh, maybe um, tell oh, the story it. in a way yeah you know in order to get what he needed out of him makes sense makes uh, sense to think that yeah Vader was the, the the joint but he slipped up and made a mistake and killed his master and you know he's don't do that to me. <laughs> now go well, kill stuff. I guess we're. I mean, I guess we're gonna hopefully find out some of that information um, in not too many months. We're, uh, you know, we're gonna start to find out some information coming up soon. And uh, listen, oh, gosh, we got celebration. I, I, I want to celebration. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna find out. Celebrate. So we're recording this right before celebration. Who knows when we're actually releasing this podcast? But it's right before celebration, so we've literally seen nothing of episode nine at this point. So that'll be exciting. But I think that, uh, you know, that uh, is a good way to start uh, sort of wrap up uh, this episode as we come to the end of our time. Um, you know, we'll, I, I appreciate you guys kind of giving your two cents on, on, on what you thought there. I'm not You're sure. Uh, still, I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm still not sure how I feel about it. But but uh, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that there, guys. Um, why don't we uh, just go around the horn real quick and rattle off where people can find you on social media in case they want to get a hold of you. So, Elena, where can they get you? You can find me on Instagram. It's Elena underscore strikes. Awesome. Albert, how about you? Okay, you can find me on <clears throat> Instagram. It's CC underscore 22795. Nice. And Rodney? I am Lord underscore Dread, D R E A. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I still, I don't, I don't really do the Instagram, but you can find me on Twitter at bmtn one 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 one. If you want to type that That's in. Too many. <laughs> um, and, I know, I tell you. Um, but thanks, you guys, for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you again uh, next time. Bye.